hello and welcome back to another episode of the More Than That podcast. Today we're going to be kind of putting a pause in the normal routine or in the normal progression of events that has been happening. Uh, if you've been listening for the past couple of weeks, you'll know that we had st- we've started kind of down this journey of talking about how the journey of the children of Israel from Egypt as they move to Canaan, their story as they go through the desert, how God interacts with them, the lessons that are there. That journey kind of mirrors our own journey that we go on today as we interact with God, um, as God interacts with us, as he reveals himself to us. There's a lot of lessons that can be learned. But we're going to put a pause in that. And I just wanted to talk for just a few minutes. One, I wanted to cover two things. One, uh, there are some pretty exciting things that are upcoming for the podcast. And so I wanted to give a little bit of announcement of what those things will be. And two, I just wanted to give a short thought of something that was on my mind recently today. Uh, or especially for today. But as first, as far as the announcements go, it's either going to be this Friday or the Friday following, but the goal is that it will be ready to release this Friday. Uh, there's going to be a new segment of this podcast. Usually this podcast is released on Tuesdays, and in, like I've already mentioned, it covers different various topics. Right now we're covering the children of Israel as they move through the desert. Um, and it's kind of covering some of those theological ideas and our own personal journeys as we, uh, as we also have a relationship that we develop with God. What we're going to do on Fridays, though, is we're going to release a podcast, uh, probably be a little shorter than most, and we're going to kind of cover some of the most important figures in the history of the Christian church, beginning um, with some of the apostles that led the church after Christ and his 12 apostles died. Uh, starting there and kind of moving throughout history, just kind of highlighting the biography or kind of the story of some of the uh, important figures that I think it's important that all Christians know who who they were and what they contributed to the church. So that's going to be coming out on Friday. And we'll have different guests that come along and talk um, about each one of those areas as well. And for some of you, this might seem kind of a, uh, um, let's say, a boring or a useless kind of subject. And I, I used to think along the same along the same lines as well, but the, really the purpose of this is not so much to go through kind of some of the dry facts of history, but to highlight individuals who have acted with great courage, who have acted with great bravery, bravery, and kind of have preserved the Christian tradition that we now enjoy and experience today. And really, it's a story of how God has worked in history through these people. Um, we often kind of separate the the ending of the New Testament, or where Christ uh, goes back to heaven. And the apostles there, we kind of say that's how God worked in history, and then that's kind of how it stops. But really, God kept working with the church even after those apostles died. And so I think it's important to kind of understand what that looks like and what those uh, men and women did to help preserve the faith that we now enjoy so freely today. So like I said, that will be coming out on Fridays. Uh, the other part, that's the one of the announcements. The second announcement I wanted to just give a heads up about is something pretty exciting that I'm looking forward to is that in the beginning of October, um, it'll probably be the first or second week of October, there's going to be several a sequence of episodes released kind of covering what mission looks like. We're going to have a couple guests on the on the show that have been done incredible things, uh, working with uh, youth ministry, uh, starting a ministry and progressing through the past couple of years of growing that and what it looks like today, and kind of talk both the practical side of it and the the theology behind mission. So I'm really looking forward to those episodes. Keep, oh, keep, uh, 
I'll keep announcing those as we move closer to that time, but just keep that in mind that towards the beginning of October, there's going to be a series of episodes that are going to go over what practical mission looks like and what the theology of mission is. So those are, those are the kind of the two announcements that I wanted to cover. And then I just wanted to share a short thought. Um, not, it's not going to be very long here, but I just wanted to kind of go over today was kind of a, it was kind of a crazy day. I'm getting ready to do some traveling coming up pretty soon. And so I went online, I booked my ticket. I was ready to, I was ready to go and I was going to enter in my passport information. Uh, uh, so I would be checked in ahead of time and all that kind of, all that kind of good stuff. And I went and got my passport and I realized my passport was actually expired. So that began the frantic, the frantic search of trying to find out how to get my passport renewed uh, quickly running around town trying to make sure I had all the documents I needed, eventually mailing it off. Um, one series after another, then the meetings took place, and the meetings potentially went longer than expected, and uh, other calls came up, and all these different things happened. And then I sat down afterwards getting ready to record this, and I was just kind of scrolling through and looking at different things I was interested in. For those of you that don't know, I love I love coffee. I love everything about it. I like how it's produced. I like how it's um, the story behind it. I like especially the taste of it, of course. But I, so I was looking at some different things online with some different books. I was like, oh, those books look really good. I'd like to learn a little bit more about uh, the story of coffee and how it's all produced and all that good stuff. And I thought, so oh, actually, I can't get I can't get that book right now. It's probably out of our out of my budget for books for the month. And that led me down the road. I was like, oh, how nice would it be just to be able to, whenever I see a book that I wanted to get or whenever I see there's something I'd like to have, uh, just to have the freedom to be able to to grab that. And I started reflecting on that a little bit um, and it kind of putting the two together there. We have, essentially we have this idea as humankind as um, people who work and act in history that if we have the perfect system if we have the perfect motivation and if we can muster up enough willpower and self-control and all these different things we'll essentially be able to control our time we'll essentially be able to get to a point where we have unlimited freedom to be able to get whatever book we want to get or be able to get whatever this is that we want to get and that becomes the kind of focus of our mindset that we want to have unlimited freedom the freedom to do whatever we want at any given moment at any given time Um, we want to be able to choose what to do but the events of today just reiterated and reminded me once again that that kind of freedom does not exist there is a uh, interesting, interesting book that has come out recently, or maybe not recently. It's something I've heard about recently um, that I haven't got a chance to read all the way through. But it's called the, or I think it's called the eighty thousand week weeks book. I'm actually looking it up right now. Eighty thousand weeks, or eight thousand, eighty thousand hours. Let's see here. Which now that I'm actually taking the time to look this up, um, eighty thousand hours is, is its own separate thing. Also, really interesting if you wanted to take a look at that. Uh, basically, the span of your business career, um, just on average, and the most effective way to spend those hours. It's a it's pretty cool an organization if you wanted to take the time to look that up. The book that I was thinking about though, uh, quietly quite quite a smaller number. It's called We Have Four Thousand Weeks to Live, essentially, or Four Thousand Weeks. 
and it talks about time from a productivity standpoint. And you can go through you can go through that book. You can go through other you can go through Christian books that take it from a Christian's perspective. Uh, there's a lot of material out there that all essentially says the same thing, which as humans we are finite, and we believe somehow that if we have the perfect productivity system, if we have the perfect faith, if we have the perfect self discipline, the perfect willpower, we'll eventually be able to. Uh, or essentially be able to accomplish all that we want to in this life. Well, essentially, be the, the story about uh, putting the largest rock in the jar first and everything else will fit in, that if we have this perfect system, we'll be able to determine what that rock is, we'll be able to put it in the jar, it'll all work out okay, we'll get the most important things done in life. But being finite, being uh, not having unlimited time and being finite, actually means that no matter what we do, no matter what system we have, no matter what motivation we have, no matter what kind of willpower we have, we're not going to be able to accomplish all that we set out to. And not just the small things, not just the the, the small daily tasks like, okay, I can write that off. It wasn't a big it wasn't a big rock item. It's okay to let that one slide. Even the big rock items we're not going to be able to accomplish whether that's time spent with kids, whether that's uh, books that you want to read, careers that you want to pursue, whatever it is, being finite means by definition that some of those things are going to slide. Some of those things aren't going to get done. There's always going to be more time that we could spend with our kids. There's always going to be more time that we could spend with our family. There's always going to be more work that we could do to have a more effective uh, ministry, to more uh, more effective work to reach out to more people. There's always going to be that. But being finite means we're not going to be able to do it. We give a, we give our future selves a lot of um, basically superhuman powers. We, we think that in the future we'll be able, well, in the future I'll be able to do all these things because I'll have better self-discipline or I'll have a better system. So in the future I'll do better. And that's not how it's going to work, to be honest. Um, and... As I say that, I, I understand that that can sound rather depressing. I can understand that that sounds rather like, oh man, what's the purpose of living even if I'm not going to be able to accomplish all these things? But I think I think that opens us up to reality. And I think every time that we encounter reality, that's a good thing for us. And we're able to grow and mold and adapt to what reality is rather than living with the guilt and um, rather than living with the constant nag and constant anxiety of like, I'm never, I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing enough. We can kind of understand that, okay, we might not be into doing enough, but that's by nature who we are. We're never going to be able to do enough. And just an example of this right now, I am currently working and I'm serving a ministry, something I've wanted to do for a while. And I'm able to, um, pastor and do different things along along those lines and at the same time that's a that's a big rock in the jar for me i like this aspect of ministry i like pastoring i like working with churches at the same time i would love to be a professor and at the same time that i would love to be a professor i would love to be an entrepreneur who starts like a center of influence essentially somewhere out there in the great wide world um, that it's also it's a business and at the same time it's a witness opportunity and to be able to reach people and all these different things those are also things that I would like to do. And if you were to ask me right now, which one would I rather do more? It really just depends on the day. <laughs> Depending on the day, sometimes I'd rather be pastoring. Sometimes I'd rather be a professor. Sometimes I'd rather um, have this center influence and 
or be an author or whatever it is, those are all big rocks that I have in my life. So it's not necessarily essential. It's not whittling it down and finding out which big rock matters more. It's going to essentially come down to at the end of my life, it's going to come down to the opportunities I said yes to the opportunities I said no to the luck of the draw as far as what opportunities even came up. Um, it's all, it's all essentially going to come down to that. So this basically, once again, reiterating this idea of unlimited freedom, the ability to do whatever we want at any given moment, it's never going to exist. It never has existed despite whatever faults we believe about being able to control our time or manage our time or do these different things. And while that sounds depressing, while that sounds uh, quite terrible, in fact, when we think about the implications of it from a Christian perspective, it's actually quite liberating. And it's quite liberating um, in, a, in a couple significant ways. The, the first of these ways I would say that it's liberating is to first understand that the fate of the world or the salvation of the souls of the world does not rest on my shoulders and it does not rest on your shoulders. I, I'm specifically approaching this from a uh, ministry perspective, which is, I think, something that all Christians are called to. We're all part of ministry, whether or not we're being paid to do ministry what, whatever job we're a part of, whatever vocation we have, whatever um, whatever occupies our time should be essentially driven and, um, and fueled by ministry and mission. So that, that's kind of a side note we could talk about later as far as that goes. But when it comes from a ministry perspective, we often fall into this trap of, I'm, because I'm not doing enough, there are going to be people who are lost. And this kind of opens up a a can of worms and a large debate that has been somewhat raging as far in the theology theology of mission of what of whether or not uh, we actually have that kind of impact that because we didn't do enough somebody could be lost and so I'm not going to go into the arguments on either side of that but I think ultimately we can all say and I think it's a it won't necessarily be a point of contention to say that the salvation of people is not up to us that whatever we do and whatever presentation of the gospel that we give and whatever ministry that we're a part of, all we can do is present the story. It's up to the Holy Spirit to change somebody's heart. It's up to the Holy Spirit to continue the work, to finish the work that the Holy Spirit has started. That's God's promise to his people, that he will finish the work that he has begun. Um, so knowing that <laughs> I am infinite, I'm not going to be able to save souls I'm not going necessarily. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to be able to do as far as what. Uh, know know what I'm going to do as far as that regards, but I know for sure that it's not up to me to save every soul in this world. I can only work with who I have in front of me. I can only work with my own relationship um, with God. I can only I can only reach those that I actually have the influence or I have the sphere to be able to reach, and that's a liberating thing because it takes away a lot of the pressure and it takes away a lot of the guilt that is sometimes associated with ministry that I think causes uh, more harm than it does good. To, but to approach ministry in a way, knowing that I'm finite, knowing that I'm limited, but trusting that God is not limited, trusting that the Holy Spirit has started a work and will finish that work because he is an infinite being. Um, so I think that the, the first aspect of that liberates us to, to understand and know that the fate, of our, the fate of the world does not rest on our shoulders. Um, in fact, the Bible says that if we were not to cry out, the rocks would cry out. So if we think that we're special for what we do, we've essentially, we essentially reached the status of a rock. 
Um, so that's something to be proud about, I guess. But that's pretty liberating to me, and it takes away a lot of the guilt and pressure that comes along with ministry at times to know that the fate of the world does not rest on my shoulders. The second way it's liberating, knowing that I am finite, knowing that at the end of my life, whenever that may be, it could be in five minutes, it could be tomorrow, it could be any time. We don't know the days of our lives. Whatever the end of my life comes, there are going to be things that I have not accomplished. There are going to be big rocks in the jar that never got, uh, never got, that I never got around to, and that's liberating because it allows me to enjoy the relationships that I have, both with family, friends, uh, the people I work with, especially the relationship I have with God. It, enjoy, it, it liberates me to enjoy those relationships more fully because it helps me understand that no matter what. I'm not going to be able to do anything perfectly, so I might as well just <laughs> I might as well enjoy the things that I can do. I might as well enjoy the things that um, the relationships that I am a part of right now. Our, our relationship with God is a journey. Our relationship with God, as we're going to talk about with the children of Israel, is something that is going to take many twists and turns. And knowing that I'm finite, knowing that I'm not going to have be able to ever accomplish and ever reach the perfect relationship, allows me to enjoy in a more deep sense and a more full sense the relationship that i have though it may be imperfect um though i might not understand everything about theology i might not understand everything about god i can know some things and i can know um some aspects and i can enjoy what i do have and the knowledge that i do have knowing that there are there i knowing that i will grow knowing that the relationship will deepen but it's not as much going back to kind of the pressure and guilt of i need to have this perfect relationship that's never going to happen it's by our very nature, no matter what system we have, we're never going to have the perfect relationship with God, apart from God calling the relationship that you were in currently with him perfect, if that makes sense. Um, essentially, through throughout the Bible, when we enter in relationship with God, God, God calls that perfect on our behalf. Um, he, he imputes to us his righteousness. He imputes to us those good things, which is something we'll talk, well, we've talked about and we'll continue to talk about. But it opens, knowing that I'm finite, knowing that I do not have limitless potential, liberates me in order to be able to enjoy the relationship I do have, though it may not be perfect. Thirdly, and this may be uh, the most important one, thirdly, it helps create the, the clear distinction that exists between who I am and who God is. I think when we approach productivity, when we approach Christianity in the sense that if I had more faith or if I had these different things or if I had this perfect system of, of or I never procrastinated and I never did anything to damage my relationships with people or with God, if I never did anything like that, then everything would be able to be accomplished. We are essentially putting ourselves in the position of God. When we believe that about ourselves, whether... In, implicitly stated or um, just kind of implied, I guess that's kind of the same thing, <laughs> whether explicitly stated or implied, when we have that kind of view of ourselves, we're putting ourselves in the place of God. So understanding that I'm never going to be able to do all the things that I want to do, I'm never going to be able to accomplish all the things I want to have accomplished or to be able to perfect any relationship that I am in, helps create that distinction between the creation and the creator. And I, I think that distinction is of paramount importance in anything that we talk about, especially related to thought, theology and especially in relation to our, um, our individual walk with God. 
it is a, a common refrain throughout Christianity and probably cannot be said enough. All glory belongs to God. All glory belongs to the creator, not to the creation. And this becomes incredibly freeing, incredibly, incredibly liberating, because in our weakness, the Bible says, especially um, referring now to Second Corinthians, um, in our weakness, God's grace is made perfect. In our weakness, God's power is made perfect. In our in our weakness, uh, we're able to delight in our weaknesses. We're able to delight in the insults that we receive and the hardships that we go through and the persecutions that we go through. We're able to delight in these things because there is a perfect God. That our essentially our weakness and our limit our limiting factors that we go through on a daily basis only seek to highlight the nature of who God is. And, and this is a beautiful thing both for ourselves and for the world to see. In, in this passage that's talking about how God's how uh, God is our God or how we are made perfect in our weakness uh, Paul is also talking about the thorn that is in his side and how he has been he has asked for it to be removed uh, but for whatever reason that thorn in his side has not been removed and it serves to, it serves that thorn in his side serves to glorify God serves to glorify the infinite creator and in his perfection. See, often we get it wrong. We think that um, if we're in a difficult situation, if we can just escape that situation, if we can avoid those limits that we have been put on ourselves, whether it be a marriage, um, it's a difficult marriage, it's better to escape that than to be restricted by that. We'll be happier if we leave that. That very, that very hardship that we're going through, that very limitation that we're experiencing can serve to teach us about who God is, about who we are, and can serve to teach the world um, Get to give a a beautiful reminder to the world as well to be able to see the grace of God work in that weakness. If there is a marriage that is struggling and God and the and the people in that marriage turn to God, and and that marriage continues to grow and eventually strengthens and all these different things, God is glorified in that. It's clear that it wasn't the people's response. It wasn't the it wasn't the two the the people's. Um, perfection that caused the marriage to work it's clear that it wasn't the people's perfection that caused the whatever it is to happen it's only because of the grace of god so our 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 limitations free us to be able to see more clearly who god is and that and i think that's a beautiful thing lastly our limitations are freeing they're liberating because they allow us to look towards the future they allow us to understand that this world that we're experiencing right now is only part of the journey. It's only part of the relationship that we have with God. Where we, where we experience tears and heartache now, when we experience pain now, when we experience the limitation, limiting factor of time, limiting factor of capacity, of these, whatever it may be, this is only part of the journey. The rest of the journey still continues. Not that it's a more important part of the journey. I wouldn't go so far as to say that. It's another step in the journey. There is coming a day when all things will be made perfect. When all, when all weakness will be um, made new. When all, when all feebleness will be restored to its, to its former glory. And I think we can all look forward to that day. And I, th- I think the times that we go through life and experience limit- limitations when we experience hardships that can open up our eyes to the the next step in our journey with God that is coming soon. And I think as Christians, that's one of the main things that we should be focusing on. 
for what God has done in history to lead us to this point, and that that history is still moving forward, that there is coming a day when we will see our Savior once again, that there is coming a day when we will be able to experience perfection once again. So that's that's just some of the thoughts that I wanted to share that, I, that were on my mind today as I was kind of rushing around town. I think ultimately we're going to be, have the most joy in life. Um, we're going to have the most fulfillment in life when we recognize that we are best suited by the things that limit us, by voluntarily choosing things that limit us, uh, whether it be restrictions on screen time, restrictions on food, restrictions on things that we drink or things that we eat, whatever it may be, those restrictions are actually going to serve to give us a more full and more meaningful existence. And so I would encourage you uh, to think about those things. The fact that we don't have the fate of the world on our shoulders, the fact that we're open and free now to enjoy the relationship more fully, knowing that it's not, um, we're never going to be able to experience that perfect relationship while we're here on earth. The fact that we're going to, that this seeks to highlight the glory of God and the and the grace that he has shown us in our weakness, that we can look forward to the future knowing that a day is coming when we will be made perfect. And to then experience that a small fraction of that here on earth, um, just by setting voluntarily choosing limits for ourselves that we know will help grow us in the direction that will lead to a more full and meaningful existence. Uh, just keep, we'll end it there, but just keep in mind the some of the announcements that upcoming on Fridays, there's going to be a new segment to this podcast. It'll be clearly labeled. Also be looking forward to October um, where we're going to be discussing kind of the theology of mission and hearing some practical examples from the lives of people who have done some pretty incredible, incredible things. Uh, We'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening and we'll hope to hear from you soon.